I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick. And you're listening to Going Offsides, presented by the Lacrosse Collective on the Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network. Well, it's kind of a perfect... I'm going to get this started, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a perfect transition to if the world goes to hell, we've got survival <laughs> supplies. so let me start start with justin real quick because we are a lacrosse podcast um and obviously i can see in the design of your supply staff that there's you know it's kind of a nod to a lacrosse stick right there but how justin how did you get involved in woodworking in general and then stick making well my dad is a carpenter and that was um I mean, anybody whose father's like a tradesman, mm-hmm. they just they just start to like abduct their own children around thirteen. It just makes them basically work for them for free. That's pretty common. Like I know a lot of people who's like are second generation plumbers. Same thing happens to them. Like they just stop having weekends and then they just start working for their parents. Yeah, same thing happened to me. Yeah, and Christine's uh, family um, does trade shows, and she ended okay. up, you know. Just Basically doing inventory and stuff for trade shows, so it's all, it's all the, uh, it's all the same thing. We kind of come cut from the same cloth. But that's where the woodworking came from. Is okay. I was just, I was just stuck on site with my dad, and I played lacrosse. Okay. So the meshing of those two things really uh, didn't come into play until my mid twenties, uh, because before that I was a pocket tech, and I started working on modern sticks. Mm-hmm. in central pennsylvania at silent strings as just a stringer right um it was a means to an end you know my family was pretty blue collar didn't have a lot of money to go out and buy uh lacrosse equipment which, which is expensive now and it was expensive then and mm-hmm. my family did you know always do the roof over your head you know you always had meals all that stuff but when it came to like luxury items which lacrosse in our family was definitely considered you know above and beyond because it wasn't sponsored by the school. I could play football. I could go play all these things that were provided for me, but I wanted to play something that was extra. So I uh, traded my time at Silent Strings for, you know, upgraded equipment and things like that. The company grew, turned into a job. And then after college, uh, speaking of the world ending, it was the first recession I've had since college. (laughs) I think second or third. It's old hat now. I was living out in Pittsburgh, and I, the only job I was able to land I really didn't like. And I figured if I was already, you know, emotionally destitute from getting this job that didn't fulfill me, why not just take a stab at entrepreneurship? So I went back to Silent Street, and that's when the company started to turn um, into uh, a bigger player in the industry. And I remember I signed Virginia, and that was pretty cool. And then we signed Notre Dame. And then our women's division signed, I think, somewhere up to 20 NCAA programs. From there, that's actually when the woodworking started, because I wasn't doing the art anymore. I was then, at some point in time, like this weird accountant, HR manager, marketing director. Yeah. Yeah. And I think around, when was that? 2000. 13? Yeah, it was like 13. Yeah, I didn't, I, I don't want to say like, you know, I got tired of it because I certainly did, but I didn't do anything creative. And there was a vacuum just of creativity there. 
So uh, that's when I decided I wanted to take all of this pocket knowledge and all of this stick knowledge and kind of go retro with it and start making wood stick. So from there, it took until probably two solid years until I finally made an item that would even sell, which was the twig. Um, mm-hmm. And then it took another two to three years before my full-size sticks became uh, quality enough to start actually selling and marketing. So I think the beauty of like what you started doing was you created this marketplace. Yeah. Even before you had your own product, that site was dedicated as, as a marketplace for people who had these, you know, beautiful wooden sticks. And they they could sell. They had an opportunity to sell things and 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 get their you know products out there. Yes, to a larger audience. Uh, we started off actually, uh, and to this day, uh, our number one uh, partner is uh, traditional across. Evan Creek uh, runs a beautiful company up north. And if you logged on to woodsacrossticks.com in 2014, it was 100%, it was basically traditional across website yeah. with some like t-shirts and some ornaments. And I grew within that space and, and, and within that camaraderie of people, you know, lending me their time and teaching me. Um, then we got Mohawk and uh, we worked with some other artists. But at this point in time, I think there's seven artists on woodsacrossticks.com. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think for me personally, I, I always wanted one, right? Like I living in Michigan, we were already kind of in a bubble of, we don't know what's going on outside of Michigan, especially back 2008 to 2011, you know, the internet was still, as far as lacrosse was concerned, still really small. And I ended up buying, you know, I have the sticker, it's in my office at school, which I can't get into at the moment, but, uh, I just cut out the leather because it was all dry rotted, but it's got this worn sticker. And I think it's something brothers is the sticker on there. And I bought it off of eBay and I don't want to blow your mind, but I can tell you exactly where that stick came from. Well, see, that's awesome. And I, it's just, for me, it's a wall (laughs) ornament just, but I did play catch with it once or twice and I put a hole into the, the dry rotted leather immediately. So I do need to fix that, but yeah, it it just blows my mind that there's this whole marketplace I didn't even know about until, you know, I started doing my research and, you know, LAS had kind of put out some social and obviously you were a part of that. And I started to see, you know, all this, all the time, this guy with a beard making lacrosse sticks but like not the guy when you think of a wooden lacrosse stick, not the person you picture in your mind. So it was just kind of this cool, you know, I don't know, experience to to see that this is happening behind the scenes. And it's obviously mostly a passion project, right? Like no one's a millionaire yeah. stick maker. There, I, don't, I don't know if <laughs> a single Cadillac yeah. ever purchased off of lacrosse stick. And, exactly. You know, it's uh, so your stick, by the way, is actually a Mitchell Brothers. Which, That's okay. Uh, yes, I knew it was an M. Yeah, and it's probably got a red beat up kind of like hue to it, and that is Mohawk. Okay. That is that is what Mohawk M I L International Cross. This is their second partner ever. Um, they have factory up on Cornwall Island, and uh, it's one of the longest continual stick operations, like stick production operations. That's uh, awesome. It's really eighty bucks for this I mean, thing. Yeah, and you know, it's not even to say that it was it, it, with inflation that was retail. I mean, the cross sticks. Sell for twenty five bucks, 
but uh, mm-hmm. there's a there's a real craft resurgence that uh, I was very fortunate to be you know alive and, and in the right state of being and mental state and drive and motivation to be you know mentally aware and available for right because right. now it's about how good of a lacrosse stick can you make not how many can you make not anything mm-hmm. like that and that drove you know that's honestly where i'm at right now you know like i make a stick and i'm very happy with it and i think it's time for me to see what else i can produce because okay. if you sit here and you just keep focusing on the same thing you don't pick up new tricks. You don't pick up new techniques. Yeah. So by pivoting and looking at something else and reimagining something uh, adjacent to it, I mean, it's not like I'm taking up you know, rocket ship stuff. So no, we're still pure wayward. We're still making wooden material. But I think you know, if I ever want to be like this, like a master craftsman, which I, I don't really still consider myself that. I, I think that's probably far away from where I'm at now. But um, that might be over scrutinizing myself. I think your skill, your skilled level for sure. Let's let, we can go with that for now. You. You're, you're definitely you know what? I don't know where the hierarchy is there. Yeah. yeah, I'll take that. But going and doing something else and uh, seeing what I can learn in the new space, I think that'll grow me in a way that um, continuing with the cross stick, you know, may have. But you know, making that my number one driving motivation for the next ten years. Um, I just think there's a little bit more growth outside of that, at, at least for where I'm at personally right now in my craftsmanship. Like, mm-hmm. I want to go and play with like epoxy resins, right? You know, okay. Different species of wood, and, you know, things that literally, like, some of the wood I'm working with right now would make a terrible cross stick. Okay. That you know, otherwise, you wouldn't have. An, yeah, otherwise, you wouldn't have a way to work with this type of stuff if you just stuck yeah, with the cross. Exactly. This is stuff called burl. And basically mm-hmm. yeah. it's like, unfortunately it's like a tumor on a tree. Like yeah. it's got all these patches and holes and it's beautiful. You can't make a cross stick out of burl. No, no, no. My dad, my dad does some woodworking. You know, he, he likes to take reclaimed wood and make furniture out of it. And, and same thing, like a, I know what burl is and yeah, that you couldn't make a lacrosse stick out of that. There's just no way it wouldn't be possible, but no. now you get a chance to work yeah, with it. it. Blow up. So, so and, uh, Tina, we did recently oh, make ahead. a walnut one. Oh, okay. We made a walnut one and uh, it was just like instantaneously in my mind. I'm like the futility of this, like it's beautiful. I'm really happy. I built them. It doesn't, it wouldn't even, it wouldn't even hold up. So right. again, yeah. there's that, there's that benefit. Yeah. So, so Tina, Wayward Trading Post is kind of, from what I understand, your that's that's kind of your project or your company. I don't want to I don't want to lower it by saying project, but like the, this is your thing, right? Yeah, or it's something it was that, initially. So yeah, I mean, it's it's something that we have been talking about for a while, actually, and um, you know, I I do I create a lot of things. You know, I do fiber art and, um, you know, we just started experimenting with a lot of collaboration in woodworking, combining that and some of the painting and, and fiber art that I do. So, you know, we've really been trying to figure out what the, the heart and soul of this is going to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we thought about it, 
the supply staff was something that, um, you know, Justin was, was really passionate about and I had things that I was passionate about. And, and I think creating this sort of environment where it was like a trading post, you know, it really gave us the opportunity to bring a mix of, of everything that we can create. So, okay. so that's why we sort of have it, you know, created the, the trading post rather than, you know, Justin Skaggs supplystaff.com you want to stay multi-dimensional and, and leave it open yeah to yeah as as yeah. justin's so, mind yeah, so wanders that's, that's sort of how, yeah exactly so that's sort of why you know i i i opened the company um or i pushed to open it because i really i really had a passion to expand on all of the things that we were creating here together mm-hmm. we built all sorts of weird odds and ends Sometimes it's just something that only we want. Or we do it for friends. Yeah. Or, or I get hired to design something for someone's house. And I think, you know, it's funny talking to you, like in five years, if we ever revisit this conversation, who even knows if we're going to be making supply staff? Well, and I'll tell you that the first time that Justin came home and told me that he wanted to, like, leave Silent Strings and create a business around wood lacrosse, I was horrified. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was like, is there, is, is, can, can that be a job? Like, what are you talking about? You know? Right. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to have to bring in everything. <laughs> so, you know, I'm definitely really proud of, of what he has done with, um, the, you know, his ability to sort of take the resources that he has had and create the products and the site. Um, and I think that, so combining a lot of what he has done historically and his knowledge and, um, our creativity together, is, it's going to make something really unique, I hope. Yeah. And so let's talk about a few of those unique things. So I'm on the store as we speak on, on the website and, and obviously the big one that, that we're going to talk about is the su- supply staff, which uh, either one of you can kind of explain what the supply staff is and, and kind of the thought behind that. I mean, first glance, I see, I see almost a deep hole that you could survive in the mm-hmm. wilderness with. <laughs> you know, that's actually not far from the truth. There. Yeah. Uh, so we're really good friends with uh, Andy Deardorff, who is making the best wooden lacrosse shaft in the market. Um, there's a, a really amazing video done by Mainly Mesh, who's awesome, uh, yeah. where he compares one of Andy Dirador's shafts with, I think, like every leading shaft brand on the market at okay. whatever time frame, whatever that was in space and time. And Andy's shafts just, they were the best stick. And a lot of people don't look to wood for that. But um, Andy helped me design this because I actually... I've never really made the cross shaft before, um, but right. I've seen people do pull-ups on his shafts. I saw that torment that they put, uh, that mainly mesh put its stuff through. And our original concepts were carbon fiber or this. And you know, we'd go to Andy's farm all the time. It was just sitting, the perfect base model was sitting right there. And I don't reinvent the wheel when I don't need to. Mm-hmm. So that was that is literally a derivative of Andy Deardorff's ash deep hole design and okay. uh, all the wood comes from pennsylvania it's all harvested right from the state that we're in 
And then uh, basically I was on a trip going uh, from Colorado to Moab to California. And I always forget my you know, survival stuff. I always do. It's just a dirty, you know, oxidized plastic bag with a bunch of crap in it at this point. And um, I ended up having to call Tina and have her ship it to one of the hotels we were spending the night at just so I could pick it up and keep it with me. So, you know, you get a lot of downtime. I started to just theorize that, you know, this, all these things that I'm notorious for forgetting could live inside of the equipment that I brought with me anyhow. And that was sort of the catalyst for this. We spent a couple of years um, knocking them back and forth and making ugly versions of this and trying to make it prettier and dropping items, adding items. But for right now, we have what we think to be a very confident survival kit stuck within an incredibly durable, locally sourced walking. And, you know, we've talked about it, you know, the, the things that go into it. We've talked about it a lot. Like, what, what are you trying to accomplish with this? You know, when you go on, you know, a, a backpacking trip and you have um, a, a little kit that you bring with, you know, your matches and, you know, aspirin and, you know, different things and, and a mylar blanket, like things like that. What, what are you trying to accomplish? And I think that as we started really thinking about it, it's like we're not, the intention isn't that you can live off of this, you know? Yeah, right, yeah. No, this is an got, emergency. Right. This is, this is in an emergency, and most people have, um, you know, their, their hiking staff already, right? So that's sort of, that's sort of the, the idea behind it. Yeah, it's not to intentionally take stuff out and try to put it back <laughs> in somehow. It's just... Correct. Here we are, no. oh crap, something didn't work out, and let me just grab something out yeah. of my walking stick. Right. And Which we we also had happen in, in another occasion when we hiked the Grand Canyon uh, the yeah. year before. It was a really, really cold uh, night, and Seth was rolling his eyes because it was, it was really an actually terrifying situation for such a mainstream hiking area. And we were hiking down, we were doing the rim to rim hike. And, you know, it was me, Dustin, my brother, and a couple of our friends. And um, we had these brand ideas for, for getting this done really quickly. And we were just taking pictures and messing around all day, you know, just slowly sort of going through this rim to rim hike. And we get down to the bottom and it's in October. So it's all of a sudden freezing mm -hmm. and you know we're all sitting there like freezing cold no one has any supplies no one has any you know backup food or blankets or anything so you know you just find yourself in these situations where you're just you know hey, I, I, want, I need to cut in here real quick. <laughs> so we're with these four people and I look at everybody and I basically say, listen, you know, we've messed up. We have probably three hours and the sun's already down. We just need to camp here. Like we need to set oh a fire God. and camp here. Well, that, that, that's the thing, right? Like they're all like, nah, that's stupid. Well, again, we didn't have any supplies. I did. I had my own supplies. 
and I made it. That, that's that's why I should be the it was inventor like, of the was, It yeah. was too cold. Wait, <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's the thing. Everybody had like nothing, and I'm just sitting here. Hey, I got made fun of for bringing too heavy of a backpack. I'll remind you on that. And then second, oh, I, I didn't forget. I just thank you. But, uh, <laughs> I was no, just I mean, trying to withhold some of you. I was just trying to casually tell everybody. I'm like, listen, like we could just make this little shelter and just knock this out, make some fire, warm up, and nobody wanted to hear it. But, you know, they didn't have supplies. <laughs> and now, also, we it, have the supply staff. Also, in all fairness, the might have lost the toe. So, <laughs> that, that, was, that was rough. It was, it, rough. Was, it was a rough one. Well, <laughs> it sounds like you've definitely found something that mixes your passion with of hiking and, and lacrosse with <laughs> survival. Definitely and into a usable thing and uh i'm sure and i look forward to seeing how how well it does me personally not a huge hiker but if i were i would definitely like this back backup plan out of my walking stick plus if there's a small animal i know i can throw a wicked rap check and there you go. Put, it, put it down real quick uh while while we're talking about the website I, I do see some other cool stuff that you have on here. So you have long bows and arrows. I assume those are things you craft yourself as well. Yeah. Uh, the English long bows are, and I mean, that's the, that's, that's like the perfect example. We could jump right into it. Like, I don't want, where am I going to sell an English long bow? Where's Christine or uh, by itself? Yeah. Sell, yeah. yeah. Where's, where's Tina going to sell uh, fiber art or any of these things. And we don't even know if, this is a good home, but we just make all this stuff by hand, and we're like, screw it. Basically, the most I could be called Tina and Justin's weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a it's a yeah. catch-all for all of your products, right? It's just a, it's yeah. like interesting stuff Things that we love. Yeah. Like I know yeah, that there's a the website like that for modern stuff, where they just here's a bunch of modern stuff that like you can't buy anywhere else, but we all have it here, and none of it would make sense if you sold it in its own store, but here all together, it kind of makes sense. Right. Hopefully, so, we continue to make them. I, I, yeah, yeah. I think that's why you, you only see a couple of products on there right now because we're mm -hmm. trying to figure out what it what the right way to sort of display everything and keep it so that it makes sense. That's sort of the biggest. Yeah, I yeah, mean, essentially. Did, uh, some English longbows, and um, those are, again, those are sourced by uh, right here in Pennsylvania. Those are six-foot tall. Hickory longbows with a 50 pound draw. You know, it's not any kind of hokey item by any means. Right. Um, they take about two to three months and they're a custom order only. And then uh, we are, what do you want to say, 65% done with the hatchet prototype? Yeah. Yeah, that looks pretty cool as well. Socket system. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be hopefully our spring item. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and then, uh, Something, if you guys go to the Wayward Instagram, you can start following uh, our designs for our first fly fishing net. And that's going to be, I'm pretty sure the fly fishing nets are going to probably be the most eye-catching thing that we're going to be making in 2021. That okay. just got such a, a vast opportunity of creativity that I think a lot of the other items, uh, once they're done designing them, then they're just to be produced. Like the supply staff was, was an amazing creative opportunity just to try to figure out how to produce it. Now that it's made, you know, besides engraving and custom embroidery, which would be driven by the customer, uh, I can just make anything I want 
in a fly fishing net, which is really exciting. I've been working with a couple of fly fishermen who are much more skilled than I am to make sure that those guns are correct. So that's been cool too. That's awesome. So if you're interested in, you know, if you're in the audience and you're interested in, in a unique one of a kind or as close to one of a kind gift, and you want something that you're just not going to find anywhere else, go to waywardtradingpost.com and support, uh, you know, people from the lacrosse community doing great things.